Hi guys, welcome to Tanked Up. We're a beer drinking, video game playing podcast. Um, hopefully we can come to you every week, chat to you about playing what excellent video games we've been playing, and talk to you about the excellent beers we've been drinking every week. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, I'm joined by Alex Malpass. Hello. How you doing? Hi. Yeah, I'm, I'm alright, thank you. Good, How are you? good. I'm good, man. I'm good. Good. So, uh, this week I thought we'd talk to everybody about the games we've been playing. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, yeah. And also, the games we're looking forward to um, in the next couple, of, next couple of months. So, just sort of a few small games that are releasing very soon. Um, but first, as we did last week, we're going to drink some beers. Nice. So, we've got another uh, selection from Honest Brew Beer Delivery Company. So, they're giving us some nice selection of beers to drink. Um for a very reasonable price. Uh, so what we've got now is um, a four pure pilsner in a can, which should be cool. bursting with freshness as a result. Um, London Fields Brewery, um, Hackney Hopper Pacific Pale Ale. Don't really know anything about that. Should be interesting. And then a wild beer, fresh pale ale, which... Um, Looking forward to because they've always been good. In the Excellent. Past. Which one are we going to have first? Um, I think we should. Ha- question. Let's have. It's a tough choice picking your first beer. Yeah. Let's have the the London Fields. Okay. The Hackney Hopper. Is that right? Hackney Hopster, of course. Not one you know much about. No. Not one I know much about, about either. We'll see. I'm sure they're good. Oh yeah, it's a nice noise. This is why you listen to this podcast. Just to listen to the <laughs> pouring of beer. That doesn't make you want a beer, nothing well. Oh yeah. For anyone under drinking age, it's still fine. <laughs> Don't drink. Excellent, this looks good. So it's a kind of amber-coloured... Uh, Nice sort of medium, smoothish head. Yeah. Not a particularly aggressive nose. No, not at all. Hmm. That wasn't quite what I was <clears throat> expecting. Hmm. I thought it would be hoppier than that. In yeah. Fairness. Yeah. It's quite like um, it's almost got like a lagery kind of. Flavour to it. It does, it's almost a little honey drying. Mm. It's okay, it's quite, I think it's going to build. It's one of those yeah, things that'll so. be nicer so. at the end. Mm. Yeah, it's good. Excellent, excellent. Alright, we'll chat about that a bit later. So, first I thought we'd talk about games we've been playing this week, and you've been playing one game for a very, very <laughs> long time. <laughs> a lot uh, this week. So, um,. Shall I go first? No, yeah, first. yeah. So I've been playing Star Maid, okay. um, which is a sandbox kind of Minecrafty in space game. Um, I guess that's how you describe it. It's well, okay. So it's I've shown it to a couple of people and I've had different reactions. So I showed it to a friend of mine and he was like, uh, "Yeah, that looks kind of rubbish." And I was like, "No, it doesn't. It's 
it's mm. sweet. Because it's, it's blocky. It's very like Minecraft. It's yeah. very um, like the graphics are sort of kind of basic. But the tagline on the um, on the advert said there were 19 trillion galaxies to explore in it. Excellent. Which is, I think, more than the observable universe has. <laughs> so it's actually bigger than That's absurd. the observable universe. Um, it's, it's procedurally generated. Um, each cube is something like two kilobytes of yeah. memory or something, so it can handle a lot of stuff going on in it. It's all about building enormous, stupidly complicated ships, uh, mining from planets, uh, engaging in skirmishes with pirates. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. So apart from the graphics and the the ship-building element, it sounds a lot like uh, a game I used to play a very long time ago, um, an MMO called EVE Online, which is just Mm -hmm. to jump into ships. It looked at the the time with the the with the computer I had. It looked absolutely phenomenal. Just hover in space and just observe everything. Just the way that the light came across sort of the the gal- or came through the the system that you were in from mm. a, 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 another system. And traveling in that game was nice, but that turned into very much of a, a mining mm-hmm. or shooting pirates sort of game. And I think it's evolved quite a lot. Now, yeah, so it's a it's a very different game now. But this was, well, I don't know, maybe eight, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Too many beers to remember <laughs> exactly when that was. So I think this game's been in production for about that long. So um, it's the pre-release still, it's the alpha stage that mm. I'm playing. But you can tell it's a lot of love has gone into it. So it's yeah. very like there are various different wikis and stuff where you can look up everything about it. You can look up the equations that you need in order to like maximize the output of your power generators in certain ways that you're placing them and nice. combinations of things with other things or whatever. So you can get really tacky with it. <clears throat> yeah, you can properly geek out with it. I mean, you can do maths to make your <laughs> ability in it better, which um, no, it's not always what you want to do. But you can look stuff up in spreadsheets or whatever yeah. to see how... like. So there are... Um, when you're placing your power cubes, um, if you just make one big sort of solid cube out of them, um, like a brick or something. It's not maximising the output, and actually what you have to do is make a kind of axis, like X, Y, and Z Mm. um, axis out of them uh, that just sort of defines a cube shape, and that will more or less generate all the power that you'd get even if you filled the cube in with small power cubes. So it is a three-dimensional world, but it works on a three-dimensional basis as well. Mm -hmm. Everything you build has to be... Well, power in particular. I'm just saying, and that's okay, one example okay. is that, like, it, the you get diminishing returns for adding more cute, more squares of power blocks inside the structure that you're making mm. if you make it in a certain shape. So, right. understanding there's some equation there which like gives you a certain maximal output based on the way that you're putting them together. Mm. So, I mean, it's not like you know you could play this as um as a teenager or something. You don't have to do maths or like you know as a kid, but you'd be picking up these things. And just sort of running with it rather than thinking too hard about, or just watching a load of YouTube videos where people show you how to do it or whatever. So, <laughs> show you the absurdly giant ships that they've made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you can, there's different types of gun in there, like uh, standard like missiles, beams, cannons, lasers, all these things. But like you can get the computer that runs one. Like so, my at the moment my ship's got uh, beam damage, beam and uh, missiles. 
but I've got the damage beam computer slaved to the missile computer. And mm. what that does is it, um, the combination of guns in that order, missile slaved with beam, um, means that my missiles are now homing, they heat seek. Yeah. So when you aim at something, it's just going to keep following that thing until it takes it out. Quite. Um, but there, so you can have like, there's other things, a combination of cannon and beam or something gives you this like punch through thing where like if you hit a block and destroy it, 50% of the power that you put into that block goes into the next block. 50% of the power of that block goes into the next one. Okay. So it's like a sort of... So it can burn through thing. things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a shotgun kind of yeah punch through effect or whatever. So yeah, there's loads of like intricacy. I, I mean, I'm scratching the surface on it. I think that... Mm. Me and Adam have been playing on our own, um, on our own server. So we're the only two people in the universe that we're yeah. playing, and so it's just us and a bunch of AI. But I imagine online it must be crazy. People, stupidly huge ships, you could probably just run into and get horribly taken out or whatever. Yeah, but I, I suppose it depends how many people play. Something with Eve Online, which is the only similar-ish kind of game I can make a comparison to. There weren't when I played. It had only been out for a very short amount of time, and there weren't a massive amount of people playing per server, or at least that's mm. how it felt, because it was so big. You'd go to a sort of a space station, a starting point, a community area as such, and you'd see maybe three, four, five ships orbiting around the space station, coming in and out of the space station. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd go to do something like mining. So I played with a friend and he had decided he was going to make a lot of money by mining materials, creating items, selling all. And I was going to be his muscle as such and had a, a much smaller ship with a lot more weapons on. But you'd go out to an asteroid field. He would start to mine. I would fly around and AI pirates would turn up. Mm-hmm. I'd shoot the pirates off. He'd fill his cargo hold, would go back put it in his bank or his, cool. his larger area and, mm-hmm. and, and sort of rinse, repeat, which was fun for a while. It was nice to sort of... The graphics were nice. It was cool to travel between systems and mm-hmm. pick up different things to sell between um, different space stations as well. So there was quite a good economy in that. But apart from being at these space stations, we barely saw anyone. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was an element of... It was almost a single-player game. And it almost felt like it was just the two of us yeah. playing... So I wonder whether StarMade has a big enough community or a good enough server system to allow you to jump on with a wow. lot of other players without feeling lost, without feeling so actually, alone. Yeah, but space quite is quite the, big. Uh, so. Yeah, exactly. Space is massive. Mm. And um, so there's wormholes you can jump into that take you from place to place. You can also make jump drives that basically transport you from one place to another. But... Without those, uh, and as um, in certain space stations, you get like a, a gate thing you can set up so that you can teleport off to different places. But basically, okay. without those ways of um, accelerating, there's a maximum speed, and it's only something like seventy-five blocks a second. So a block, I think, is basically a meter squared. Okay. So everyone's got the same impulse speed, basically. And all you can do with loads of more thrusters is just increase the acceleration you've got. You can't right. actually increase the maximum speed. Oh, okay. So, so it sort of controls how fast you explore the, yeah, the universe. It does, yeah, that's right. Without a jump drive, anyway. Mm, and even mm. with a jump drive, it takes quite a long time to reload that, and it's got a maximum of eight sectors or something that you can actually get yeah. to. So what it means is that 
sometimes you like plot your path to some say pirate station or shop or planet or asteroid belt or something that you want to go and investigate and then you've just got to sit there holding down accelerate for like I don't know two three minutes or four mm. five minutes or something depending how far away it is and, it's, and there's no music there's like it's just oh, there's no. just this sort of empty like of space no matter what you're doing <laughs> so one of the one of the it's nice things good. with Eve was that it had a really good soundtrack mm-hmm. very fitting for being in space very sparse sort of electronic not beats but sort of soundscapes mm-hmm. as such so it was very nice and, and fit the the game really well but then you're not experiencing that same sort of yeah aloneness I suppose it's something that stops you from feeling even well did it I don't remember that's far too long ago but I quite like the empty vacuum of space feeling mm. that you get from it it's like yeah it is low, and then suddenly something pops out like well so you're coming approaching a space station or something and for ages you can't see it you've got your waypoint marker indicating that's the right direction to go but you can't see anything this slow this tiny little dot appears like really really far away mm. it grows really slowly as you're getting there it gives you that proper sense of Disney you're thinking Jesus got a long way that's a pirate station if you've not been there you don't know where there is I'm going to have to run away from this guy <laughs> only course. as fast as I got here yeah, exactly do the, does the AI move at the same speed as yeah that's yeah. the maximum speed so they can they can continually chase you yeah really that's right you can't outrun it unless you go to a wormhole or have a jump drive but then with your jump drive you've got to be I mean I've been powering it up on my way to places knowing mm. if I need to dust out there quickly I've got a jump ready to go okay and I've been spending a long time designing my ship um, so to begin with I was making because the power thing being maximal in cubes or cube shapes it means that my first couple of ship designs were just cubes like mm. mini Borg cubes basically with like guns on the top yeah. and the side and stuff um so obviously you need to have some kind of cube shape somewhere in the chip design, but now I'm burying that in the hull and making much bigger ships. Yeah. So I'm making a, a three axes X, Y, Z of um, power cubes, and then I'll embed another smaller X, Y, Z axis inside that one and mm-hmm. keep doing that until the cube's like full. Yeah. But I'm filling it in the maximal possible way. So bury that inside as like my core or whatever and then on the outside I've just made a massive like star destroyer wedge yeah you thing. can create a hull around <laughs> yeah. yeah that's right and it's so it's a massive like grey armoured wedge thing with just like bristling with cannons and guns mm. and stuff and just stuck a camera in front because if you don't stick a camera on the ship you have to see out of the core and if you've surrounded the core with armour, you have to drive... Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, so I, in a run-in with a pirate when I hadn't got my shield figured out properly, took out my front camera, and then it reverted the view to inside the ship, and I had no windows. So, so just, I was just struggling. completely flying blind, oh, and man. you don't get time to like pause and repair or something. So mm. if I go outside the ship, he's actually going to shoot me, the tiny little like astronaut dude. Little block dude. Yeah. He looks very much like a Lego man in yeah. the introduction. Well, I suppose it's something like Minecraft... Is that feeling of Lego, isn't it? It's that yeah. idea of being able to build whatever you want, surrounded by a, a game as such, or a single-player experience of mining and crafting. Yes, there's a lot of crafting involved in it, making materials. Mm. So if you're crafting, uh, if you're mining 
ores and whatever minerals and stuff um you then have to turn them into more valuable things yeah. and then turn them into more valuable things before you go back to a shop and sell it otherwise you're gonna just not make as much money as you need to like you made this great pun uh which needs to be said about instead of so i was in the middle of an asteroid field taking uh all of the like ores and stuff that mm. we needed um you say, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I was thinking that instead of, like, hose in different area codes, I had oars in different asteroid cores. Oh. <laughs> it's great. It felt like such a G at that point. <laughs> did you tell anyone at that point? I did have told Adil. He thought it was amazing. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> He's the kind of guy who would think that was amazing. <laughs> nice. That's fair. That's fair. Anyway, okay, that probably wraps up Star Made Corner for mm, the week. Mm. What have you been playing? Um, I've been playing a few games. Well... I was playing a few games until I unfortunately injured my thumb and haven't been able to play anything since. Oh yeah, that's true. Cut your thumb in half. Almost, almost. Yeah, yeah. So, can't use it for a week. But, I can talk about the games I played last week. Yeah. Um, which, the first was uh, Transistor. Which oh, is... I don't uh, know what that is. Uh, it's, um, it's a game by uh, Supergiant Games. And I was playing it on PlayStation mm-hmm. because it's free with a PlayStation Plus subscription. Okay, cool. It's an isometric viewed action strategy game. So there's a lot of um, running between areas, experiencing the story, which was which is very good. Um, the combat is very interesting because you can approach it in two different ways. You've got a hot bar at the bottom assigned to the buttons, and you can do a, a some various different moves to be able to take out all of these robots that are trying to beat the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And um, you can either basically just mash the buttons, do different moves, hit them in various different ways, or you can stop time and plan what you're going to do. So you then have an action bar and you fill up your action bar with your actions, which will take a different amount of uh, energy or time to, to undertake. So it's quite nice that you can go into a smaller skirmish with only a couple of enemies and just sort of run around, hit your buttons as you want and kill them. And then when you get into the bigger battles where there's a lot of enemies or it's an enemy you haven't encountered before, so you've got to work out what their strategy is, how they approach the fight as well, you can take your time, you can pause it, you can get behind them, backstab them as such to Mm -hmm. do extra damage, do various things like lay mines and stuff. So... It's very nice in the way that it allows you to work in two very completely different ways when it comes to combat. Um, the game looks really good. It's got a very, um, as I said, it's an isometric view. So what does that mean, like, um, to add sort of diagonally down? So if you think of a diamond... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you push the back of the diamond away from you... Yeah, right. So like Streets of Rage, that's what I'm picturing in my brain. No, Streets of Rage is more of a side-scroller, yeah, which, right. had two, which had a plane where you oh, could okay, move back and okay. forth. I see what you mean. This is... So you see, you've got your diamond, you push it back across, mm-hmm. then you can move anywhere within that diamond. So it's... Think of something like uh, Civilization. Okay. And the way that that yeah. moves, it's, it's very similar to that, but on a smaller scale, yeah, okay, and you move you between each of the, the squares. Um, and the colours are fantastic the way that each area is defined by certain um, not really heavily by a certain kind of colour but there's always a theme to each area 
the, the different sort of streetscapes that you encounter. Mm-hmm. It's part of the game further on where the, these robots are um, taking a foothold in what you're doing, and the, the color palette completely changes to the the, the color of the robots, which is which is really good. It's fantastic. Um, and the other big thing about this game is the music. Mm-hmm. It's got sort of a jazzy, bebop sort of <laughs> feel to it, and the really? the main yeah, cool. the main character is a jazz singer. And she doesn't speak. The only other interaction you have is through this sword that she carries around. Or uh, I say it's a sword; it's more of a digital blade, I suppose. So it what, talks like as well. Like a lightsaber? What's a digital uh, blade? So everything, or the, the the aesthetic of the game, makes everything feel like it's almost physically formed code. Okay. So you can have parts of things that so the robots are such like will fade away as if their code has been broken and they sort of dissipate um, so there's part of the game where the sword pulls pulls itself apart before putting itself together again yeah. and it sort of comes apart in this sort of very nice digital sort of way I suppose but the, the sword talks to you constantly it's your companion through the story and it reveals a lot of the story and a lot about the characters through the sword, which is a very nice feature. And on the PlayStation, uh, the you get all the sound through the TV, but the sword talks you through the controller. Hmm. So you've got a much more so you've got much, controller. Yeah, there's a single speaker in the controller, so you've got a much closer voice. So it's almost huh. your telly is over there, and that's where all of the background noise is coming from. And suddenly you've got this voice coming at you from and right what, next what to you. What does it say to you? Like? Use me to kill him. Or no, I mean, it, there's, there's loads of dialogue through, so it talks about her. Um, it does say things about enemies occasionally. So it, you encounter a new upgraded version of an enemy, and you'll go, whoa, that's a big guy, or something similar. So it's quite it's, snappy, it it's Scarlet quite witty. Voice or like no, 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 it's just, a, it's just a dude's voice. Um, I have no idea what his name is. Sorry, dude. <laughs> What's well, a famous dude? I don't know, I don't know, not a clue. Um, but the the female character Red, the the girl you um, run around, doesn't talk. So there's an element that she. That it's only the sword that is her. Mm-hmm. Is the talking point? Is the focal okay. point really? So even yeah. though you're playing as one, playing well, as a character, a to move the, so not to spoil anything. There's an element that she's uh, lost her voice. So mm-hmm. when you first start her, I think she coughs a couple of times and then doesn't say anything to the sword, and the sword says um, yeah. tries to communicate with her and then says something like oh no like there's an element that hits it's realized that she can't speak Mm. um and there's a lot of things about she was uh not a political dissident but that she was a jazz singer that that sang about society and and almost um became a popular icon that then the um the government as such or the people in charge didn't yeah didn't like it um, so that comes in a lot into the story as well. But that's really fun to play. It's not very long. It was only, I don't know, maybe six, seven hours to play through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got a load of replay value because as soon as I finished it, I just started it again. Played through the first sort of half an hour again until I had to go and do something else mm-hmm. rather than wanting to put it down and think, oh, I've done this. It was more yeah, that a good I sign had to go. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So that was, that was really good. Nice. really enjoyed that one. Um, and the other game I've been playing, which I've been playing for a little while, um, is Drive Club, which is a PS4 exclusive racing game. Mm-hmm. And that's... It's good. 
it's a nice racer. If you like racing games, um, I like some racing games. I'm not keen on. So if you like th- um, things that are a bit more like Gran Turismo, yeah, Gran Turismo. Except Gran Forza felt Forza felt like a very um, I don't know. Didn't have any like feeling to it. So I felt like I was in a crappy simulator. Okay. Know. Um, I like so, Project Gotham. I never played Project Gotham. So, uh, Drive Club is more simulation than arcade. Mm -hmm. That's good. It's nice. It it works really... I say it works really well. Graphically, it's fantastic. Particle physics and shit are are really, really good. One of the better games graphically on the PS4. Um, But some of the mechanics in terms of the other drivers, especially when you're playing the single-player element of it, isn't so nice. The the, um, the AI cars are very, um, almost like rubber-banded. They've got right. their racing line, and that is the line they are going to stick to. And if you get in their line, and they are pushed to the other side of the road, they will ram you <laughs> to get you out of their line. That's how you should drive in a racing game. So you should. You should. Race you should. However, one of the key elements of this game is fame Uh and you get fame by driving well by overtaking other people by beating challenges that other people have set on um, keeping up an average speed or cornering a certain way taking a corner with with a great line gets you more points Mm -hmm. gets you more fame if an AI car crashes into you you get minus points so it's not something that you've done it's something that the AI is inflicting upon mm. you, and you get minus points just because you were in the path of mm. where this car wanted to go. Can it's fine getting AI? minus points if you come up to a corner and you smash into the back <laughs> of the car, because the game doesn't have any element of realism in terms of damage. Yeah. So you can you can ping off the sides. Yes, you have some physical uh, alterations to the car, so stuff starts to get dented. I think I had one race possibly, I wasn't quite sure whether this happened or not, where I'd hit so many things that the the top speed of the car had reduced and it wouldn't go any further. But I, it's not something that I could explore, I suppose something that could be explored very easily to see whether there's sort of damage issues within it. Mm. But it's more that, you know, so a, a, having minus points is a good idea for, for smashing into other cars or pinging off of walls. Stops you being a knob and drive like an arcade racer, which is what I do. Yeah. Smash into a car to take a really tight corner so it stops you yeah, and you can just right, whip yeah. around the inside <laughs> of them. How else do you take tight corners? Well, exactly. Car. It has made me start to, um, to, to drive on the game better, so it is almost teaching me to play a simulation racer. Mm. But I don't think it's very fair. You get minus points when... The AI car pings back into its path. See, that's why Road Rash is always oh, going to be awesome. essentially the best driving game of all time. It's certainly the best motorbike-themed driving game of all it's time. It's definitely not a driving game. <laughs> it is a driving game. It just happens to be a driving game where you can oh. swing a chain around your head and hit someone. Is there not a, a genre of game that's just coordination game? I suppose <laughs> they're all coordination games in some way. Such a good game. It's too like, iconic for mm. anyone in our generation. Everyone knows Yeah, it. completely. It's wonderful, right? Let's have the four pure pills now. This is going to be nice, I think. Awesome. 
Beer Where's this one from? Is, this is Four Pure. Four Pure. One of my favourite breweries. So anything in a can should be fresher. That's because the light can't get to the beer. Yeah. And sunlight is the thing that kills hoppy f- flavour. Which is why beer bottles are always dark coloured. And you only get my crappy homebrew in a see-through glass bottle. No, you don't. So there are some beers that do come in see-through bottles. in a see-through bottle. That's true. It's not very hoppy anyway. So why do they choose a clear bottle over a brown bottle? I think that's just a design feature. It's, there's no right, okay. Oh, really? a clear bottle. Yeah. And they think that they're going to be consumed in enough time to have no effect on the Yeah, possibly taste. it's just not a hoppy beer. So right. It won't matter. So, oh, so it's the, it affects the hops, etc. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this... Continuing um, my beer education. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody else's. Right, that's a nice noise as well. So this is going to be really light-coloured. It's lovely. always a nice noise. There aren't really any bad noises when it comes to beers. Uh, no, that's probably true, I suppose. Maybe a bottle breaking. Possibly. Um, a fire alarm going off because someone's gone out the fire door. Yeah. Absolutely hammered. I tell you what is a bad noise is when you're bottling up a batch of homebrew and you've got, I don't know, 50 bottles to get through or something and they're all lined up on the floor um, and you've filled them up and you're applying the bottle capper to mm. squeeze the caps on and, uh, and one of them skids on the wet floor and like Domino's takes out like another Ooh. five or six bottles and you just push, 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 glug, 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 and it's like, oh, that's bad, that's all that beer. That's lame. Yeah. Right, cheers. Cheers. That smells very good. Mm. Yeah, really dry, really mm. full-on lager flavour. Ooh, that's a good lager. That is. Do you remember the I'm Camden not... Pills from last time? Yeah, yeah. Can you think of a comparison? Do you think? Probably not. That was quite a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> a few weeks ago. Problem is, it's. It's difficult to remember the taste of something whilst you're experiencing the taste of something else. Mm. Especially when it comes to beer. This so, is drier. It's got like um, a more... It's got like a fruitier um, finish to it. It is definitely drier. It's got like an orange yeah. note yeah, in that. the background. Um, it's not as pale and it's filtered... Whereas the Camden one was unfiltered. Mm. But I quite like unfiltered beer. Okay. Because it doesn't really do that much to the taste, but it does something to the texture, makes it kind of a little bit thicker, so it's like the mouthfeel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I quite I, I don't mind that. It's some kind of weird fashion that commercial beer has to be filtered because people don't like cloudy beer. So is it a slightly smoother taste when it's filtered? Um, it'll be a crisper taste, I would say. Like, um, like compare a Guinness to a, like a Stella or something. I mm. think to like off the shelf kind of yeah. and, and normal beers. A Guinness is much like creamier, or whatever, mm-hmm. whereas the the Stella is much crisper. Yeah, and that's kind of the difference. Because, I mean, a Guinness is going to be filtered, but like it's thick like a homebrew because a homebrew pale ale or or pills or whatever could still be thick like that. Like, my friend Adam made a sort of strangely, like, really thick pale ale mm-hmm. the other day, and, like, I really liked it, but it was it was like, um, I don't know, uh, 
like almost like foamy or something. Like all of it was like thick and like, I don't know, bubbly or something. I don't know. It's difficult to describe it, but I quite liked it. It was yeah. it was nice. Yeah. You know, just not not a thin kind of beer. Yeah, this is this one's definitely quite thick. It's nice. It is very nice. It sits very well. Mm. They really know what they're doing. They're one it's of the, the best uh, breweries around. Yeah, exciting. And it's nice to see them. The, the packaging is good. The sort of design on the can, it's not over the top. Like, um, yeah. we had a Beaver Town one last time. We and did. It was funky. It was cool looking. The, the whatever, but like on the shelf, you can see this from a mile off. You know exactly what you're looking at straight away. Yeah. Which it's is much more recognizable. Yeah, which is kind of, I don't know, it's a, it's a good. Piece of marketing. I suppose it, it depends what you're looking for. If you're, do they think with a lot of with a lot of craft ales that people go in knowing what they're going to buy, rather than thinking, oh, my eyes more drawn to this one. I'll try that one. Yeah. Well, I think there's like um, there's like your old school uh, ale bottle. Where it will be called something like Bishop's Finger, or yeah. you know, the something something. It's always it's always that, um, and then there'll be some intricate picture of a goblin or some kind of yeah. weird like fantasy picture or some mm-hmm. like embellished like woodland scene and stuff. Yeah, exactly yeah. that type of thing. And there's definitely a move away from that, and then there's the idea which is that like it because that's like the only thing that you. Come moving away from the field is open for what should a beer can look like now. Mm-hmm. So you've got your Beaver Town, like crazy, whatever. There was some like astronaut with some like it was like a zombie skeleton esque <laughs> astronaut, wasn't it? With a laser beam and a pyramid in the background. I've seen a couple more um, recently of their cans, and they're all very arty and mm-hmm. out there, nicely hand drawn. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the arty is very good. But then you've got, like, say, Viper Intro or Viper Intro. I've heard people see Viper instead of Wiper. I don't know which one it is. I'm seeing Wiper like an idiot. But I don't know. Are you, is it a V or definitely. a W? It's a W. But and where does it come from? Well, they're from Bristol. I don't know whether he's it's German or something. Anyway, whatever. Okay. Let's call it Wiper Intro until yeah. someone corrects me. Um, so their bottles are just, uh, like, white or kind of cream labels with a golden, like, embossed a picture so one of them is um, an elephant balancing on one leg on a balloon or something and oh okay yeah I've seen that I've seen that yeah, yeah. and it's all just the only difference is what the thing is in gold on there so mm-hmm. it's always recognised we know same colour label with the gold and like that's it's sort of tasteful it's not over the top it's not, it doesn't yeah. look like a kind of piece of street graffiti or I don't know like a beaver town that's why I, I kind of felt like yeah it's cool looking but it's almost like cliche cool it's, okay. it's like you know too urban and down mm. now or something. I don't know. It's, you don't have to. They're like a four pure. It's just nice logo, nice packaging. Yeah, they've just, they've just done it like, like right. Yeah, yeah. It does seem very appealing. It's very limited color wise, so mm. yeah, it works quite well. And it tells you what you want to know as well. It's like got a little uh, thing on the side with the the ABV. The um, so we've got. The original gravity, uh, what else are we looking at? The units, the IBU says the bitterness, uh, calories, telling you how it's supposed to be served at 6 degrees Celsius, actually chilled. Okay. 
Um, I don't know, it's just nice that yeah. you have these like, little bits of information. I think it tells you the hops and the grain bill that goes into it as well, which is it's cool. I like it. Nice. I'm a fan. Nice. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a fan. This is, um, this is very nice. So, games we're looking forward to okay. in the next couple of months. There's lots of games I'm looking forward to. <laughs> okay, cool. Do you want to start then? Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a few games that stand out quite a lot. Uh, and the first one is called Cities Skylines. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a simulation game. Right? So it's a city builder mm-hmm. um, by, I think, Colossal Order. Yeah. Um, published by Paradox um, Interactive. So I'm thinking but of it's, it, you think of SimCity. Yeah. And it's similar. I fucking love those games. <laughs> I, I do love those games as well. So long ass games. Yeah, yeah. Being able to build a city, how it looks, how it feels, mm-hmm. is is really nice. And, and SimCity, the new newest SimCity, had a few issues for me. Such as um, the maps were tiny. You had to have almost a sense of um, not resource management but you had to give up part of your tiny map to say like an oil uh, mining oil drilling rig uh, a coal mining plant have some kind of industry to be able to export and bring in some money Mm -hmm. so you had to give space up for that now I don't think Every city built has some kind of mineral extracting, no. fuel extracting no. plant. So it was an issue that that was such a big part of the game. Now you could you could diversify and you could say, well, I don't want um, to specialize in oil or coal or anything like that. I'm going to have a uh, a luxury city. And you could start placing casinos, um, sports stadiums, various things like that to bring tourists into your city to generate money in that sort of way. Mm-hmm. And, and it was nice to have, to know that if you were going to play that way, that there's a, a, an element that one of your stats like crime will start to go up because a lot of the gambling houses and smaller sort of entertainment facilities would bring more crime, more people coming to your city, so more crime is coming to your city. Mm-hmm. And that was okay, but really all it meant was let's place another police station here yeah. and increase the funding to police station. Uh, whereas, from what I've seen, I've not seen much of City Skylines, I've seen a couple of small trailers, but what I've seen almost makes me think, I'm just going to buy this as soon as it's fully released. Mm. So, But what was? why did you think that? There's, um, so it doesn't have the, the resource extracting element to it. I believe the maps are a little bit bigger. You've got a lot more space to be able to do things. Um, the the way that roads work, because I think it, uh, I think these guys made a couple of other city building games that focused a lot more on transport systems, mm. which I would imagine has been brought over into this game. So you can have... It um, doesn't sound like the basis of a great game. Having excellent transport routes. Yeah, oh, mate, if you've ever played Transport Tycoon... <laughs> I haven't played Transport Tycoon. Oh, transport Tycoon was a quality PC game from a long, long time ago. 
Um, I probably played it when I was 15, something like that. So we're looking at 15-ish years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, not that long ago, about 2000. Not, yeah, okay. Sure, okay. It's quite a long time ago. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> think about it, think about it, I know. Um, Jeez. But Transport Tycoon was great, and all Transport Tycoon was, was moving goods or people between mm. points. Yeah. So you would move a... You would move some logs from a forest to a sawmill. You would then take that to a paper mill, or however that works. And that was great. And it was all trains and planes and buses. And... Yeah. Well, good. But SimCity doesn't quite give you that. And I've not played this other game to know exactly how that works. But from the trailer, you can make some elaborately absurd roadways and, and almost with SimCity it was this is road A traffic will flow this well on road A and you can place it here 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 and here and here and, here, and you can create a, a couple of bridges between various points this game looks like it allows you to do looped um, inclined roads which can then arch over other roads it almost seems like it gives you a bit more of a sense of creativity mm-hmm. rather than SimCity felt like you were just laying out grids and going in this grid yeah. is um, industrial, industrial uh, in this grid is residential, yeah. in this is commercial, and then putting going, Well, I need a school over here, well, I need some police over here, well, my resources have got to go there. SimCity did a nice thing with its um, with its data and the way it layered over the top of the map. So you could say, where is the most amount of crime? Mm. Turn on that filter and your map, your whole, your screen would suddenly turn into um, a lot of bars which showed you how high or how low yeah. crime was in those areas and, and how um, it would show you on the map where oil reserves were and things like that. And that was a very nice feature, but it then almost made you go, well, this is the map, this is how I've got to play it. Maybe it wasn't creative enough of it, but from the time that I played it, it, I'd sort of play a little while, build up a city, get it running, and go, mm, I'm done. I'll start another one. So hopefully with um, with City Skylines having slightly bigger maps than the um, release of SimCity, it should allow for a bit more, a few more options and things. So, But it'll be good to, to, to play it and see what it's like. And that will turn into a game I have played this week, but not this week. Spoiler. The future. I don't know when it's out. I think it's March. Yeah. So it's only next week. Not long. It's not next week. Ooh, it might be next week, but then it might be in four weeks. Next week. Yeah. Very true, very true. What are you looking forward to? Um, Well, I'm looking forward to No Man's Sky. Mm. But partly because. Looks phenomenal. Uh, yeah, it does. Well, it does, but it, it surely can't look that good. Well, I mean, maybe it can. I don't know. So it's like um, StarMate. Yep. In that you're exploring a galaxy or whatever, universe. Um, and it's like a no-load screens just fly over to anything and it'll allow you to interact with it like StarMate. So you seamlessly good. move between planets and the yeah. ground and being on a planet to being in space. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just like Star Made in that respect. It's not um, Minecraft Q 
cube-based um, mm. environment. It's really slick looking. I mean, the demos on it look unbelievable. But I'm not quite sure what the point of it is. I'm not sure whether you can design your own ships like you can in Star Made or whether it's... From what like... I've seen, I don't think you can, but mm. I... N- I think they've only released a very limited amount of information about the game itself. Yeah, that's right. They're not really giving anything away Mm. apart from this game looks like it's going to be sweet. I mean, so I'm just a little bit worried that with it being a big release, it's going to be glossy, it's going to be big graphics, loads of, like, um, wow factor scenes and stuff in it. But is it going to have the gameplay to go with it? I'm Mm. I'm kind of curious to see what it's going to be like. But does that... So... If you're curious about how the game actually plays, mm. does that mean that it's something that you would purchase straight away? Or would you wait until more information has come out about it? Well, yeah, I probably won't buy it on release date. Mm. But um, it'll probably be a sort of thing where, like, on a payday, I might think, ooh, I should buy myself some kind of treat right now whilst I've got yeah. the cash. What do, oh, yeah, I wanted to buy that, so I might. It's that sort of thing. I won't be queuing up outside the store on the day that it gets released. Sure. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll get it and I'll see what it's like. I haven't got massive hopes for it because I kind of feel like um, I'm so into Star Made right now that I'm going to be comparing the two against each other. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm not these days that impressed with really, really good graphics if there's nothing to go with it. Mm. You know? so, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, give me gameplay and crappy graphics over... So if the to do with I think a lot of or, or what's been released, some of the games about exploration mm. and having uh, as Starman does have a massive universe to be able to explore, and you visit various different planets that other people have yet to discover. Yeah, and you go down and you um, don't know what you do down there really. But you, you go there and you go, oh look, I've seen this thing, yeah. <laughs> and then you get to say, this is the Ben monster. And everyone that comes to that planet goes, the fuck is this Ben Monster thing? <laughs> Some tiny little rat running around, not like worried about anything. Ben Monster 573. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, it does seem a bit strange that they've not released a lot, but it then makes it a little bit more interesting. I suppose. Yeah. In, in the same sort of strange way, it, it's a bit more intriguing as to mm-hmm. what you will actually do. We'll see. I mean, we'll yeah. see some reviews when it comes out as well I mean if everyone's panning it and it's crap when it comes out I probably won't bother investing what will probably be about 35 quid when mm. for a brand new I suppose it's game. it's a strange time as such because you can watch so many YouTube videos or Twitch streams yeah, of people true. playing the game to be able to rather than reading a review or watching a video review which is somebody giving you their opinion of the game you can just you can watch it. Watch it. You can see exactly what's going on. So you can, okay, you're still only experiencing what that person's experiencing, but you can experience that for two hours. And okay, you're not playing it, and I, I don't worry about that. I think I'd rather play something to, yeah, you know, form an not form an opinion on it because I have an opinion beforehand, but play something to really experience it rather than probably, watch um, something. I'd probably want to. Yeah you know, have those sweet like early explorations of a game by actually playing it rather than watching someone on a stream. I'd rather watch someone playing a game if they were particularly good at it and it's like sports where you're yeah, a competitive like, yeah. something and seeing their technique and seeing how good they are mm-hmm. rather than seeing it for the first time. It kind of yeah, feels like yeah. it's a bit of a spoil. Like I don't really want to watch anymore. I saw enough of the uh 
official trailer or whatever. I've watched the official trailer yeah. a couple of times and was like, it looks sweet. Like it, it, I want a game like that. I want. I mean, so Starmade's good. Obviously, I'm becoming obsessed with it, but like. Um, I've kind of got the feeling that it's... I'm not sure where it's going to go. Like, yeah, I don't know. The multiplayer element of it might rescue it for me. But I think after a while I'm going to get, like, okay, I've got a massive ship. Like, my ship right now can take pirate raiders just, like, whatever. Come Mm -hmm. on, like, six at a time. My shields don't drop below, like, 97%. I'm just absolutely fine just taking them out one hit. They're dead. So are then there harder areas you could go to to test your ship against? Well, there's pirate stations themselves. But as soon as you attack a pirate station, it then calls in backup. Mm -hmm. And I can, at this point, destroy the backup without any worries. I haven't got to the point where I can take out a pirate station. But... I could. I'm getting. I've got about two million credits right now, which is is a lot, and I can. Mm-hmm. It's a lot from where I am. So I'm going to expand my star destroyer with a couple more batteries of shields and missiles and stuff, and yeah. take out pirate ship. But then I've got a feeling if I take out pirate station, that's more or less the only type of. Uh, that would almost thing be the end game. With. It might element. be. It might, so I think what you've got to. I think what you, with the multiplayer, what's going to happen, I might be taking this back next week when I've um, done this more and, and it's not how it works. But I think what at this point that you sort of have like factions and you control bits of territory and stuff. and you, So you can go into a bit of territory and claim it like a sector of okay. yours. So if anyone comes into it, I think you've got to like defend it or else they can take it off you. Yeah. And then it becomes a kind of territorial battle yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. So I think at that point, um, yeah, it, that's what's going to save it. It's going to be this... A little contested zone, sort of. Okay, that sounds interesting. So we'll see. We'll come back to it. Cool. Uh, Let's open this last beer. So this is Wild Beer Fresh. So I'm a big fan of Wild Beer as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think they started their beer with uh, crowdfunding not that long ago. And now they're um, quite big. They like to sort of pride themselves on having different beer recipes different I think their thing at the beginning was using like traditional beer making techniques or something I'm not sure exactly if they're still on that as their USP but they are um big full on experimental flavour kind of brewery so if you want something like different to what you've tasted before like a big punch of flavour so I'm hoping this is going to so do they have a lot of different beers out at one time Uh, yeah they normally have I don't know six or seven beers that you can readily find in good beer places. I mean, mm-hmm. go in Small Bar, Beer Emporium, somewhere like that in Bristol, um, and you'll see them on tap, like, yeah. all the time. Okay. They're, they're big for people who like cool. beer. Definitely. And talking previously about the can, yeah, this does have a very slick look to it on the bottle. Yeah, right. So they've got a kind of, like, um, antlers and the deer head thing. So this is on all of them, but it's different colours. Okay, so they retain the same logo every time. Yeah. It's the um, the fuel pure, four fuel pure, four the four, four pure as in the number, yeah, and pure as in the word pure, yeah. <laughs> do they do they retain that as well? Do they just change their um, uh, the colour no, of their I think cans? A different logo in that in the small here. area. That's the grain because mm-hmm. it's the pilsner okay. malt that's distinctive about that lagering. So then the the the, the text is such as more the logo and the the icon defines what the kind of beer is. I think that's right. Right. I might be wrong, but I think that's right. 
Welcome to Tanked Up, the uh, <laughs> product design yeah, right. criticism podcast. Where anything either of us says could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> completely. So yeah, cheers. Cheers. Spirit of the night. It's quite light. Like a, yeah, big, expressive aroma to it. Has got a big, a big smell. Ooh. And see, that's a completely unusual taste. Now, that's not like, um, it's like a, jeez, what is that like? It's really hoppy. What is that like? Yeah. It's really difficult to describe it. It's like... I see the, the back of the bottle is covered in words I'm not going to read. It's like, it's almost like it's got mint in it. Like that initial flavour. Mm. There's a hoppiness, but like kind of mint or something that's quite like yeah definitely I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to throw my money on that being mint I'm, see I'm getting a more lemony sort of uh, yeah, there's taste from it there as well definitely yeah mm. like, it's like almost like green tea or something yeah yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that was in there it is very nice though mm. I think you were right in it being the um the one you were looking forward to. Yeah. So actually it's um I suppose it's very unfair to compare the 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 four pure pills to it because it's a very different bit. Yeah, that's true. But um But then even the the, the London Fields brewery beer was a very different beer as well. So this was more, a very different taste. The first one was more of a kind of traditional parallel, mm. like an English parallel almost taste. Whereas this is this just isn't really a style of beer. This is just like a big hoppy taste. It, I guess it's a pale ale, but I mean, with some with some hints of lots of different flavors. Lots of different flavors. Yeah, mm. there's probably stuff in there that's not normal beer ingredients. Like yeah. I'm saying, mint isn't a beer ingredient normally. So you know, this is like famous beer lore from I don't know where it was, but in like the 1700s or something, where they made it the law. That you can only use um, hops, uh, barley, and yeast, and water. And then, uh, but apart from water, only three ingredients were allowed, and you're not allowed to put anything else in beer. So, to be able to call it beer. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, all beer was made, and that's sort of had a massive effect on shaping like what we think of as beer these mm. days. When they made this German purity law for what beer could be, and so for instance, Scottish beer. They were chucking thistles in there, dandelions, yeah. all sorts, like crazy stuff. Obviously, Germans are like, that is not beer. <laughs> this is beer, nothing else. Which is fine. I mean, they've like, defined a really great drink for the rest of the world. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. I don't mind that. Wild beer wouldn't be doing too well in those days. Well, it's almost a very apt name with them having a lot of different flavours in there. Mm. Absolutely. Whether yeah, you get a bit, a bit more sort of, uh, as you say, with uh, other beers getting some more sort of plants and things in there as well to give a, a, a lot more different flavours, mm. whether it is actually quite wild. I don't think it'll be wild. I doubt they're scabbing you. <laughs> no, no, possibly not. Just one guy out <laughs> in the woods every night weeping to himself slowly. Hands like bruised with thistles tore apart oh, like yes a little bit like me <laughs> though I wasn't in the forest when in the wild I was in the kitchen at home domesticating Meh. what were you actually doing chopping cabbage chopping <laughs> cabbage yep 
that exciting. <laughs> Wasn't juggling knives or anything. And did you remotely just, dangerous? Like, down tools and then left for A and E and then pretty much came back and just carried on where you left off. It was a very, it was a very sharp um, kitchen knife which I recently got as a Christmas gift. Thanks, Mum. Um, <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> and it, it went straight through. Didn't feel a thing. Didn't feel a thing immediately. Didn't feel and a thing immediately. And then went, oh, <laughs> there's a lot of blood there. Nice. And just shouted Kim and said, I think we need to go to A&E. Yeah, I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't that much. Felt a bit rough the, the morning after. Okay. I wonder whether it was a bit of delayed uh, blood body blood issues. No, who knows? Who knows? No, it wouldn't be that. It, it bled quite a lot. Anyway. Yeah. So that's not a game. Or it's it not a game. Happened, it, however, it stops you playing games. So mm. annoying. It is, but I've got other games I would really like to play in the next coming months. My thumb will be fully healed <laughs> when they come out. I mean, there's, there's there's a lot of games coming out. I think you should be on uh, PC games for a bit then, because you, you possibly. I did thumb. think I did think I'd um, pick up Daisy standalone version and play that a little okay. bit more I played it when it, it was first released it's oh no I'll share the Dropbox folder with my uh, server in it oh no I'll I, be I, in the same universe as me so I used to play a lot of MMOs a lot of MMOs and I've sunk a lot of time into a <laughs> uh, hideous drug of a game called World of Warcraft <laughs> mainline oh. game straight into and, um, I think now I much prefer I don't know why I don't know why my feelings about games have swung this way, but I just prefer a much more single-player experience now, and I prefer a much more story-driven game. So something like The Last of Us from two years ago I think is absolutely phenomenal. And it's not just a fantastic story, it's a great game as well, and it's, it's got enjoyable mechanics and how you have to approach each area and situation is varied enough that it keeps you playing through the whole thing like the story does if the, if the mechanics weren't quite as good as they are if they were a little bit lower I would have still played because of the story mm-hmm. but there's something about that game that's just it just brings everything together it is a ridiculously good game Fair enough. but I think that if I and I'm, I'm getting my gaming through that sort of way at the moment and I'm not yeah, no, I mean yeah, I, yeah possibly my reactions aren't quite as quick I'm not playing as much Call of Duty or any yeah, any online right. shooters I've stopped playing Battlefield uh-huh. like, oh, I keep getting shot <laughs> fuck this I'm just going to go and play it's too exciting you don't like it oh, what's, what's happening in the background there I can't see see I want a game now I'm so old that I want a game that's based around like Westminster politics I want something like I can We've been playing it. We've been playing Democracy for, 3. Uh, that's true. Yeah, but it's not quite the same. I mean, yeah, Democracy is a good game, that's true, but I want a game where, like, I'm, I don't know, I lose an election to Nigel Farage or something really annoying like that. <laughs> 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 well, re- uh, uh, not quite, but real life based yeah. political game. That's right. I want it, and it'd be called something like Election Failure or something. I'd be like, you know, the, the aim of the game is to, like, um, that you're Gordon Brown and you're fail you're definitely going to lose the election and the the aim of it isn't to be re-elected the aim is to like like throw away a promising campaign or something with some stupid <laughs> comment about how someone's a, a racist or a bitch or something <laughs> you're supposed to like do something like that so so that someone really lame beats you like David Cameron and then 
That's that's the type of game I'm looking for now. Yep. That's how old I am. You can feel disappointed in yourself. <laughs> that's right. And then constantly. I'll be like, yeah, sweet. I feel disappointed and filled with angst. Would there be a way to actually win an election in this game? I think if you win the election, you lose the game. I think that's how this game would So your, your poor political career is the game just continues forever. <laughs> that's right. Re-election failure. That's why I wanted to be called. <laughs> well, it could just be called Gordon Brown or something. Oh, Brown's harsh. legacy or something. Harsh. He was all right. Yeah, I liked him. He was great. I, I, for a friend of mine, um, I made him on his birthday a T-shirt that just had a big print of Gordon Brown's face on it. And uh, he was DJing a few nights later, and he said he wore it whilst he was DJing in a club in Bristol, in a drum and bass set as well. <laughs> Someone came up to him and was like, wicked t-shirt, man, that's nice. wicked. Was like, I'm not wearing it ironically, so is, I'm wearing it again because I express my support for Gordon Brown. So if Gordon Brown's international political or any kind of career goes down the pan... Just merchandise himself. Yeah. <laughs> little Gordon Brown bubbleheads. I think it might be a little bit too late for giving him advice about what might happen if his career goes <laughs> Possibly. We may Sorry, Gordon, if you're things. listening to this at some point, somehow, randomly. You are a legend, but your your time is definitely past. Yeah, maybe, it's maybe. Done. So, we're getting towards the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And off-topic. Very off-topic. Off-piste. Are there any other games, very quickly, you're really looking forward to? Um... No, at this point, I haven't really taken my eyes off StarMade for the last two weeks. So I'm Fully integrated. <laughs> are there any system. other games that are happening right now? I don't know. There's a few. Um, a couple of, like, the, the two biggest games I'm looking forward to are um, the new Batman game. Oh, yeah. Arkham Knight, because who the fuck doesn't want to be Batman? That's true. Fly around. Gordon Brown probably doesn't want to be Batman. I bet he does. It's like, but I could pull off a Batman costume. He Saturday might want to be Batman special. if he could change everything about him to be like Batman, but not if it was just him being Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Two that's different it, scenarios. It. Completely different. <laughs> anyway, oh. so yeah, you want to play that? Yeah, and uh, well, it, it, it's going to be more Batman. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more of the Arkham series. Flying around, driving a car, beating the shit out of people. Yeah, why not? Hey, everything I don't get to do in real life, <laughs> I don't want to do in real life. Don't want to beat people up. But you get to do that in this game. A little bit of escapism. Would you beat up the bad beat guys? Up in real life, if you were Batman. If I was Batman. I mean, you don't want to beat people up as you. That's but true. Do you want to beat if people I put, up? As if Batman? I put a hood on and just went out in the street, <laughs> just beat the shit out of someone dressed as Batman. Yeah, with a kind of like. I think that's like that's probably wrong. Just is this anyone, or is this a Batman style uh, villain? Am I going out to to take down someone doing wrong? Yeah, doing wrong to people who are doing wrong. That two wrongs makes a right. <laughs> Definitely, that's, that's what Batman. If right. anything, that's what Batman teaches us. The other Isn't game it? I'm looking forward to, which may be similar in terms of fighting people, is The Witcher. The Witcher. Or the Witcher Three. Okay. Um, which looks really good. It's a, a, a third-person action RPG where you go on a quest to beat the shit out of people. Or to nice. stop someone doing something absurd, destroying the world, hunting witches. Okay. Such. I've never played a witch game. Um, I the, don't the, think I've ever even heard of. A I witch think the, fir- game. the first two were Xbox and PC, or the first mm-hmm. one was Xbox, and then the first the, then it was Xbox and PC. But this one's going to PlayStation Four as well, so I will be jumping straight on that as soon as it is out. Unless someone cool. wants to send me a copy, CD Projekt Red. 
then I'll be more than happy hopeful. to play that game. Very hopeful, very hopeful. But it, it does look awesome, and I, yeah. I enjoy games like that. So it's something similar that's come out. Um, so Shadow of Mordor is another third-person action-orientated game. You run around an open world mm. and kill orcs. But you have that already. So I do. So it's going to be... It, well, as I said, I'm jumping more into story-driven games. And mm. I think something with The Witcher, there is a lot of... Of gameplay, but it's going to have this story element. I don't think the, the Shadow of Mordor story was very good, and I play that game more for the gameplay mm-hmm. element. So, even though The Witcher may be similar and have similar gameplay elements, I think I'll probably play that for the story because I've never experienced it before. To me, it's a completely new IP, even though it's the third iteration of the game. Yeah, it's completely new to me. So, okay. I think it would be nice to, to jump into that. So, yeah, the other two games I'm looking forward to. Being well, a badass. Rocking as soon as we've, um, we've exceeded an hour, we should probably call it a, an evening. Yeah, I think so. Without going into more games. Well, I'm sure you could talk more about more games. We could. There are more games coming out and yeah. more games that we've been playing. But um, So, what was your favourite beer? Um, good question. Um, so we had the London Fields Brewery Hackney Hopster Pacific Pale. And that was a... Kind of traditional-ish English parallel, yeah. I guess. That's a way of describing it. So it wasn't particularly hoppy. For a name uh, that has the word hop in it, for a hop pun beer, I expect it to be really hoppy. Like, mm. if I ever get the chance to drink Hoptimus Prime, which I really hope I do at some yeah. point, I want that to be in a, a hop. Epically hoppy beer. Otherwise, yeah. they've just taken a very good name and wasted it. Okay. So, for a hot pun beer, not as hoppy as I wanted. Sure. A little bit of a disappointment. It was quite nice. You know, I would definitely drink it again. Um, okay, I enjoyed it, but as you said, I thought it would be hoppier than it, mm. it was. Um, then we had the Four Pure yes, Brewing yes. Company. <laughs> yeah, that was very nice. It was a very nice lager. Again, if you like lager, try out a different type. It was much more like the, the, yeah, like the Camden... Pills as well. Camden Pills, was, yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Adnams do a very similar uh, one that's worth drinking as well. But yeah, and then lastly we had the Wild Beer mm. Fresh. Um, so it's Wild Beer. So it's a crazy taste, big taste. Uh, yeah, I think that was probably my favourite. I think just because yeah. of the uniqueness of it, it was very different too. Mm-hmm. Sort of your. Um, I wouldn't say that the Hackney Hopster was a, a, a standard sort of taste, but it's very it's very similar to a lot of other beers. Whereas the wild beer was was sort of very unique. Yeah, true. Mm. Well, so if you're you're going for wild beer as your favourite, yes, one, then. yeah. Um, well, just for the sake of it, then I'll, I'll go for the four pure, just because one of us has to. Yeah, that's fair. No, it was very nice. Beer. Yeah, it yeah. was. All right, cool, excellent. Well, we'll call this a night. Yeah. How can people? Get hold of us. Uh, Actually, so we get hold of you on Twitter. We're on Twitter. We are. And we are. Why are we on Twitter? Oh, you've asked me now. You've asked me now. <laughs> See, this is the point of the podcast. Come on, <laughs> drink a load of beers. Forget absolutely everything. Uh, so on Twitter, we are uh-huh. at tanked up underscore cast. Mm-hmm. You can follow me at nova underscore forty seven. That's n o v a underscore four seven. And. 
And you're still not on Twitter? I'm not on Twitter. No, I am, because we're on Twitter. So you could, that's you could send us a letter. Yeah, you could. Send although us I'm not going to give out yeah. our addresses. You could knock on doors until you find us. You, you could. Know, one you way could. of doing it. Search the streets of Bristol, <laughs> hoping that somebody is there. Um, or you can you can email us at uh, tankedup.cast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Cool. Until next week, take it easy. Take it easy. Cheers.